0: Please stand clear of the doors.
1: Hey, guys, I'm on a monorail. Oh, man, I can't wait to go to the Poly. Yeah, man, I'm
2: so hungry. I can't wait to get there. You made reservations, right? Yeah, I made reservations 730 at Boma. Boma, the place with the butternut squash soup? Yeah. The zebra cakes? Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, this is going to be a long day.
1: Welcome to episode two hundred and seven of the Dis His podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alex, and I'm Chris, and today we'll be giving the his on the Polynesian Resort. And before we start, I wanted to talk about something. Um, Joe is taking hiatus from the podcast. He's taking the summer off. Maybe less, maybe more. Uh, we're not sure yet. Uh, it's his decision to to do whatever he wants to do because we want everyone to be in the right mind space to do you know fun things. This is this is a fun podcast. This is yeah not it's not a mandatory job. This is this is what we do for. Fun. We have full-time jobs. This is not pay the bills. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, then you should probably step away for a little bit and, you know, and, and he'll come back. So he'll be back eventually. But in the meantime, Chris and I are going to hold it down. We have made some changes. So we're going to go through our little spiel about stuff. But there is some differences than previous podcasts before. So of course, we're recording live for a Goof Troop. If you join Groove Troop, for as so little as $2 a month. You can join us for live shows. We record live every Wednesday if we can. And uh, we also have our Discord server where everyone can chat. We have, you know, Disney adults talking about a Disney adult stuff. It's very fun. You can follow us on all social media under now DizHisPod. Used to be Diz his 65 but now our social media is Diz his pod It's not a social new social media account. We just changed the name. You can also follow us on our YouTube channel DizHisPod as well. And we still have merch over at T Public. You can find that over at how we do Linktree.
2: Yeah. So the Linktree is going to be posted in all our um, episode descriptions, as well as the description of the show, as well as on all of our social media. So if you find, if you search is on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, we'll pop up uh, and you'll see our Linktree. Our Linktree will have everything that you need latest episodes, all our other social media, and merchandise.
1: Yeah. And if you notice under social media, podcast, platform, our um, logo has changed a little bit. It's something we were using a little bit uh, for ads and stuff. So it shouldn't be. Completely new. It's also on our shirts, uh, but we are switching it over from the icons to just the
2: D. Same podcast, just a little fresher. It's a little little bit fresher.
1: Little differences. It's summertime, so we got to, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You what know can, well, you know what really, it is. You
2: know what it is with summer, Alex, is I, I think the reason why Joe needed to some time away from the podcast is because he's a teacher and he's yeah. been working, technically working summers by doing the podcast. That's and right. he's not used to working summers, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah, and not only is he a teacher, but he's a good teacher. He showed he helped us, he shared his scores with his class today with us. You know, his percentages and his uh, his percentages are really good. So he's been working hard well, on
2: that. He's also got a Photoshop, so I'm not sure you know <laughs> what he sent us.
1: <laughs> and you can also send us an email at dishispod at gmail.com. It's dishispod at gmail.com. Just taking out the sixty five and putting in the pod. So tonight's episode is going to be on Polynesian Resort. It's a resort in Walt Disney World. It is located by the Ticket and Transportation Center. you can easily be seen while using the boat to get to Magic Kingdom. The resort opened in 1971 and has since received two refurbishments, the most recent still taking place in 2023. These refurbishments did and will transform rooms and buildings into Moana-themed locales. It has some amazing rooms for guests to stay in, amazing dining experiences, and fun activities to keep the whole family entertained. Alex, have you ever been to the Poly? I've only been there to eat at Ohana.
2: Haven't been there to stay. Okay, fair enough. I, um, I didn't think I was there, but then thinking about it and doing some of the research, I was at one of the luau's. We also
1: ate at Ohana together. That was
2: not Ohana. That was Boma.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, Have I even been to the yeah, sure So I'm pretty sure
2: I've been to Ohana, but I'm pretty sure I've been to Ohana. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did get the two confused because I was like, I was going through the, uh, the food items when I was doing the, uh, when I was looking over the history, I was like, I don't remember eating this when I came to visit you guys. And I realized, yeah, it's because we went and ate a Boma. That's right. It's two, Boma. yeah, two, two, like, you know, unique names. It's, it's easy to get it mixed up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was there when I was younger. My, uh, I was like really young and my parents took us to the luau. It was a surprise. I had no idea what was the Polynesian, but now looking back, like, I don't think you go to a luau anywhere else.
1: Right. Was there a fire in Florida. I was.
2: Uh, you know what there was? There was me dancing in front of the whole dinner, you know, hundreds of people, which was very embarrassing at that age. I, that's the like, that was why I remember going to the Luau, just because I was so embarrassed. What? They're making us like shake our hips and stuff. I feel like We'd put like hula skirts on, it's like public <laughs> shaming.
1: Is that why you don't dance today?
2: Yeah. I just, I just stay like a statue. Never again. When I see a hula hoop, I just start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't hula, I can't hula hoop now See, maybe you go to the luau, they'll, they'll teach you how
1: Oh yeah, I've tried recently, I can't do it, I cannot figure it out
2: Is it insensitive that we think that uh, they do hula hoops at, at luau's?
1: Probably, they probably would
2: be really offended by yeah, that Yeah, I think so too Yeah Every tune I take, every trail I track,
0: every path I make Every leads to the place I know
2: where I cannot go.
1: Well, let's get to his on the Polynesian Resort The Polynesian Resort was created by Walt Disney himself. He wanted to bring to North America a resort that would transport guests to Hawaii, which he often visited. He envisioned a resort that would allow guests the opportunity to stay in a tropical paradise without travel time. The resort was designed by Welton Beckett and Associates, who had designed buildings like the Los Angeles Music Center and the Ford Pavilion at the World's Fair. The resort would be placed by the Seven Seas Lagoon to help with the tropical theme. They even built beaches. It is south of the Magic Kingdom with the Roarer's Castle still in clear sight east of the Transportation and Ticket Center, and has a stop for the Magic Kingdom monorail loop. The resort buildings, of which there were originally eight, were designed as A-frame buildings, which mimicked traditional Polynesian architecture, with thatched roofs. The buildings were named after actual Polynesian islands, Bali Fiji, Hawaii, Maui, Samoa, Tahiti, and Tonga. The buildings are two to three stories high, with the largest being the Great Ceremonial House, which was the central point of the resort operates as the resort's guest services, merchandise location, and resort's dining area. The Great Ceremonial House was designed after a Tahitian Royal Assembly Lodge and had a tropical rainforest atrium, which featured a waterfall until 2014. Construction of the Polynesian began in 1971, only eight months before the opening of Walt Disney World. The resort was designed to have 492 rooms, and was constructed by U.S. Steel Realty Development. They used the innovative technique of lifting assembly of lifting assembled rooms by crane and sliding them into the longhouses, much like the contemporary resort. Each building has amazing details with intricate carvings and authentic Polynesian artwork, which helps transport guests to a tropical paradise. During construction, Disney had to import more than 30 varieties of palm trees, as well as thousands
2: of exotic plants from the South Pacific. So Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but... You're wrong. You saying that he wanted to bring to North America a resort that would transport guests to Hawaii. Wouldn't that be like you want to bring Orlando to Florida?
1: I mean, I guess and you're thinking like swamps are the same as, as an island paradise.
2: No, I'm saying that Hawaii is part of North America. Is Hawaii,
1: is Hawaii part of North America?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's skewed like the like the perception could be skewed because it's all the way out there. But yeah, definitely, definitely a part of North America. Really? Yeah, I it's, googled it. So I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to call you part out North Googling. America. Yeah,
1: that sounds ridiculous to me.
2: Yeah, it does. Because it's like it should be its own continent.
1: Not really. It's really part of I would say it's part of the, the islands over there. Off of that off of Australia more than anything else.
2: I know. You got you to gotta claim it somehow. It's got to got to be got to belong somewhere.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Well, he wanted to
2: bring it to inland North <laughs> America. They didn't know that. They didn't know yet back then. They didn't have <laughs> maps yet. No. No, they didn't have maps. So anyway, about this history. So something that I learned about this place was you, you described how the buildings are 2 to 3 stories high, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's that's how we know them today. But when it was originally drawn up, like the original blueprints were was a tower. It was going to be just a tower building, like basically like the contemporary. Really? Yeah, I which didn't show anywhere. Yeah, it's um I saw it in a couple different places, so I know it wasn't just one person mm-hmm. that said it yeah yeah so the it was probably nixed really quickly but yeah in the original renderings it was supposed to be a tower and how different would that be if it was just a tower i mean the theming would would not be there at all because i feel like the architecture adds to the theming so much
1: yeah because because so, all the different houses is set up kind of like you would think like i don't know but how you would think maybe a village would be set up right you have all the different long houses where locations are settled
2: yeah, the layout of this place is insane. It's like they cut a piece of Hawaii and just brought it to Florida. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, another part of how the tower, I think, would have just been a horrible, horrible choice. And that's, that's probably why they didn't do it is like this place is timeless. Looking at the contemporary from the outside, like you, you can tell the place is dated. Like you yes. can tell when it was built,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because they, when they make, you know, when they make, um, architectural decisions based on when it's being built eventually that time will pass and then those buildings will be outdated
2: yeah so a plus decision by disney surprisingly not surprisingly uh by doing the how they how it ended up because it's it's timeless you go there and the way it looks back in the 70s the way it looks today it's just a polynesian village and a polynesian village will always like the traditional polynesian village will always look the same so it's you know Obviously it's gonna be timeless. Awesome design. I can't wait to uh like I said, I was there when I was really young. I can't wait to have some extra time when I go down, which it never seems like there's enough time. Yeah. But when I have some extra time, I'd love to just walk around uh that resort and just it it just it feels it just so immersive, and that's what Disney does best. In the mid-70s, guests
1: started to complain about an earthy smell. It was later reported that due to the way the building was constructed, mold was growing in between the rooms. The gas were filled up, and later when Disney had its first major expansion, in 1978, the longhouse was built in conventional building techniques. The new longhouse was named Tangaroa Terrace, which housed a restaurant and a support facility. A second expansion took place in 1985, which added two more longhouses named Morea and Pago Pago. The Polynesian has 11 buildings in all and offers its guests many opportunities for relaxation and fun. The resort has two pools, the lava pool, which has a towering volcano and water slide, and the oasis pool, which is more secluded for relaxation. If the pools don't relax you, you could take a walk through the lush tropical gardens. There are also adventurous opportunities to go boating, fishing, parasailing, and traditional activities like, like laymaking, hula dancing, and fire knife performances. When the Polynesian Resort opened, guests could swim in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Not only could guests swim, but they could also surf. In 1971, Dick Nunes, executive vice president of Walt Disney World, had wave machines installed. These wave machines, which sat off of Beach Gomer Island, would produce waves that ran toward the Polynesian. Unfortunately. Immediately upon opening the resort, there were many issues with the wave machines. They made it difficult for watercrafts to traverse the Polynesian docks. The machines failed often, which meant the machines, on average, only ran for a few hours at a time. And the wave machines also caused beach erosion to the man-made beaches. The wave machines were officially turned off only a little over a year after Polynesian opened. In 1985, Disney decided to test the wave machines again, hoping the erosion issues would be resolved
2: due to time. But it was not, so then they were removed. One, th- one thing we didn't talk about when we talked about the layout. You were just talking about walking over the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to talk about this before we get into this, this whole wave thing because that <laughs> thing was like one of the most fascinating things that I, that I read. Um, the beaches. The beaches is, is part of this little village, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you talked how they, the beaches got eroded by this, but the beaches are still there to this day cause probably because the, the wave machines are gone. Those beaches are like – I don't know if they are – a. Um, a lesser-known place to go at nighttime to watch fireworks but whenever I see videos of people going there to watch fireworks mm. um, I don't it's never really crowded and I, I'm pretty sure they pump the uh, they pump the music in from the fireworks show there if if, if I'm um, remembering that correctly I don't know have you ever been there
1: I have not been there um, I imagine it would not be that busy because when you think of like where I'm gonna go for to watch the fireworks I would never think of
2: going to the back of a resort Right, yeah, me either. But I, it looks really cool. They have hammocks there, and then mm-hmm. not only the fireworks, but as Adam just put in our Discord chat, the water pageant too. Um, the water pageant's right out there, and you can you get a great view of that as well. That's not kind of my cup of tea, but I'm sure if I had kids, they'd love it, and um, and I'd I'd go with them there. I mean, I could just relax on a hammock while they watch the little lights pop up in the in the water. Mm-hmm. So you've never been there at night, huh? No, I don't think I've ever been there at night. Listen. It's free, Alex. To walk around, yeah. Yeah, it's free to walk around. It sounds like a activity that's right up your alley. I don't know, because I'm not a big fan of walking. Ah, uh, well, you can get, you listen, <laughs> they got plenty of hammocks there for you. Usually I'm um, driving home by then. Now, now, you're talking about all these activities they had there. One of the activities is the luau, mm-hmm. right? Now, for the first year, and just for the first year this place opened, they held the luau's outside on the beach. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome, right? But... Um, you know better than me. What's what's happening right now as you record the podcast outside your house? It's raining right now. And uh, does it do that quite often down there in Florida? Oh,
1: maybe once every other day.
2: Yeah, horrible idea to have a, an outdoor luau. Plus all the so, bugs
1: with the swamps.
2: Yeah, again, something the swamp we have to get into. It. Uh, in a second but yeah so they moved the luau's to an indoor and that was probably the best bet it would have been really cool to experience an outdoor luau for sure but that's something you could just have to plan like hour by hour you can't even plan that day by day
1: they don't even do luau's anymore
2: when did they stop them
1: they stopped it right as uh COVID hit they stopped doing it and they haven't opened it since
2: oh i didn't know they didn't they didn't start that back up that's mm-hmm. a shame yeah i'm sure i'm sure they'll bring it back one day who knows um okay let's talk about we this
1: wave thing. So if you're part of the discord, which you, if you're not, you should join the goof troop $2 a month. I share a photo, a retro photo, a very grainy photo of what oh, looks like a man surfing a wave in the seven seas lagoon, which <laughs> is crazy.
2: Like surfable waves. Like these waves like were meant so that people could surf on them.
1: Yeah. Not that tall. I would say maybe three feet
2: tall. No, but definitely surfable in the lagoon in a lagoon in a, nonetheless. In a
1: man-made water area.
2: Yeah. Um yeah. so was this was this before alligators existed? <laughs>
1: I was gonna say I was say, like <laughs> now if you go to Disney, which unfortunately they've gone more because of the tragic accident that happened a while ago. Sure. But yes, they have posting everywhere that says, do not go in the water. There are alligators about. And if you live in Florida long enough, especially if you live in southern Florida. Central Florida, you know, I'm not going to go in any water I see because there could be alligators. And so now to have the Seven Seas Lagoon, have guests come to Florida, pay money to stay there and be like, yeah, you can go in the water. I feel like that was uh, that was that was I feel like that was living on the edge.
2: Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, you can go in the water It's like, hey, check out those waves, sprint into the water. Yeah, like, this is this like jump in now and have a great time. You have nothing to worry about. I feel um, like
1: that's an old man story. Like when I was in Polly, <laughs> I used to go in the Seven Seas Lagoon and go splashing. Oh, grandpa, yeah, right? You're
2: crazy. Well, he has like these diseases from swimming in there. And you know, all these years later, I, I just I could not believe that when I saw that they had the the wave makers. I'm thinking, "Oh, you know, for aesthetics, that'd be kind of cool." And then mm-hmm. they're like, "No, so people could surf on it." Yeah. Like,
1: what? Yeah, it was crazy.
2: Now, one thing that you didn't mention was probably my f- Favorite thing that I read about this um, amenity at the at the Poly back then. So in 1972, um, Disney purchased a uh, Chinese junk ship. Did you hear about this?
1: I did not see this.
2: Okay, so it was called the Eastern Winds and it was a 65 foot boat and it was an hour and a half essentially booze cruise for adults and it would sail uh, it would sail around the lagoon for an hour and a half and you'd be able to it was like a floating bar and
1: it was and, it was specific to the poly
2: yeah yeah and it was uh, that was from uh, 1972 and it ended in 1978 now there are a lot of things out there like what happened to the you know the chinese junk boat like it came from hong kong they purchased it went there i think it's in the uh, i think it's in the bahamas now No, I think. Yeah, I think they took I think Disney still owns it. I think it's like I don't know if it's docked somewhere or or underwater somewhere. I don't know. But uh, that's something that uh, uh, listeners at home might want to look into the Eastern Winds uh, boat that was once a booze cruise on Disney property. I just think that would have been something that would have been so cool, especially since uh, like you'll get into in a little bit. They did have a child care center. So you can kind of drop the kids off and then do an adult activity like go on this this uh, this old boat.
1: Something 70s parents were very into. They were very into dropping their kids off and going and getting boozy.
2: Yes, and it didn't even have to be at a child care center. It's just, hey, you look like I could trust you. Just watch my kid for an hour and a half while I hop on this old boat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got information saying the boat was sold by Disney. It's now in St. Thomas, apparently.
2: Yeah, see, I thought Disney owned it, but they put it in the Bahamas. Or Bahamas, Caribbean, I mean.
1: Interesting. Fun facts. I did not see that anywhere, uh, so I'm glad you uh, looked that up. Today, the Polynesian offers many different activities for guests like lawn games, campfires with s'mores, dance parties, movies under the stars, trivia contests, learning to hula dance, making kukui nut lays, and many other that depend on the season of holiday. All guests are given a flyer upon arrival that displays all the activities available throughout the resort. The resort also offers a child care center, which was originally located in the northwest corner of the Outrigger Assembly House, now named Samoa's Snacks. The center was called Musketeer Village Clubhouse and had a main room, music room, craft area, and a theater that hosted puppet shows and Disney cartoons. It was then moved to Tonga Roa Terrace and renamed Neverland Club, which operated until 2014 when it was rethemed as Lilo's Playhouse. In March of 2021, Disney revealed that the Polynesian would have a severe refurbishment, which included changing some of the theming to Moana. The rooms got new furniture, fixtures, changed patterns, textures, and colors. The resort's Disney Vacation Club got new villas and, em- and amenities, which won't open till 2024, nine years after the first DVC expansion was done. In 2015, Disney added 20 Bora Bora bungalows and changed, and changed two existing buildings, Morea, formerly Tahiti, and Pago Pago, formerly Rapa Nui, into Deluxe Studios. Tokoleo was completed by mid-2015, which added 360 Deluxe Studios between the three DVC longhouses. Inside the longhouses are also a barbecue area. By July 19th, 2021, some of the resorts opened up to guests, with refurbishments still taking place. Disney says
2: refurbishments will not be completed until the fall of 2024. All right, Alex. Time for some controversy. Potential controversy. Okay. So, this is a very controversial topic uh, amongst the Disney crowd. What side of the aisle are you on when it comes to adding IP? to To places like the Polynesian to places like the contemporary, and for example, uh, the contemporary just got a remodel. Uh, they had added a lot of just i would say subliminal or abstract, i guess i'd say abstract incredibles uh, incredibles decorations to their rooms yeah, right
1: abstract incredibles, yeah,
2: yes, now we're seeing a um we're seeing a transformation of the Poly. You get a lot of Moana, I would say, abstract uh, decorations. You see the, um, if you see pictures, there's uh, lampshades with mm-hmm. you know Maui's tattoos and this and that. What aisle are you on? With um, do, you, do you like the IP or do you not?
1: I love the IP. I think if Moana was around and they wanted to make the poly today, they would ha- include Moana. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the fact that the poly was made be- without Moana means it shouldn't have Moana. It doesn't have anything themed Moana because they didn't have stuff like that back then. Right. They, they have right. it now and they have the location that fits it perfectly. So I think Moana should definitely be there. I think the the change is great. Uh, get all the IP in there. You can, you are Disney. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a good change.
2: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with you. That's, that's actually part of the reason why I like staying at the value resorts when I go to Disney and why I really like when I see it, you know, X amount of money to stay at the French Quarter. Is it an amazing hotel? Sure. Beautiful. But I could stay at a hotel like that anywhere, right. you know? I, I, any any nice place that has a hotel, I could stay at a place like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Disney to be immersed on a southern plantation, you know, in, in Louisiana. Um, now, the Polynesian, I think, is doing this pumping in this IP really, really carefully because they do want to preserve that the integrity of the original design of, of the hotel. Yes. But it's, that's what I want. Like I love staying at uh, art of animation. I, that place is awesome. It, it is fully awesome. immersive into the animation of Disney. Uh-huh. There's not a second that goes by that. You forget that you're in Disney, you know? Yes. And, um, I don't want to go to a hotel where I just know that it's Disney because, um, the gift shop or, um, there's or little, accidentally little, find a hidden Mickey.
1: Disney icons everywhere, but little, not, yeah, not you
2: know, right, you know, fancy
1: icons or fancy Disney logos, you know,
2: I, um, but and that's just, that's just my take. Like we have people, um, saying that, the, you know, uh, Ryan just said, he disagrees entirely with my take on Port Orleans because he loves the and, theming and beauty of the resort, not knocking any of that, to
1: go to, but, to, go to Louisiana.
2: Yeah, it's no, cheaper. no, seriously, though, not knocking any of that. But when I go to Disney, <laughs> it's not it's only so often. So I want to just be reminded that I'm in Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I don't care how tacky it is. Like, you know, all star resorts, uh, all star movies. I just want to wake up and just be slapped in the face by Mickey Mouse's glove. You know,
1: <laughs> now I've been to Animal Kingdom Lodge and, um, you know, that is very subtle. Disney as well. There's not, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have IP running around or everything like that. And it's very subtle. Disney. Um. You don't forget you're not at Disney because it's Disney service, you know?
2: That's true. No, that's definitely true.
1: Even though it doesn't have Disney everywhere, it's not slapping you in the face with Disney stuff, you don't forget you're not at Disney because you turn the TV on and guess what it is. It's Disney stuff on TV. Sure. You know, you get those Disney cartoons that are on the TV channel, you know, right there. You go into the lobby and everyone who works there is treating you with a certain way, which you expect when you're on Disney. Right. Have I stayed in an expensive resort that's not Disney? No. So really, I really don't know what it'd be like to do an expensive resort that isn't Disney. Maybe that's just normal for, for expensive resorts, but I know that's not that's normal for Disney. So by being at the resort and the way I'm being treated or the way that uh, that people interact or, you know, some of that, I know I'm at Disney. But yes, you're right. It's not right. full of the IP, which, you know, could they fill it with Lion King? Sure. I don't know why they haven't.
2: Yeah. Yeah, really. Um. Adam just mentioned in chat some people do need that break from the constant barrage of characters great point that's not me but I do understand that there are people out there that do need that break and that's also why. I don't run a successful theme park because my opinions, <laughs> my opinions aren't the best opinions. They're just my opinions. It's so like when I go to Disney, I don't want to pay the extra money to to forget that I'm in Disney. Yeah, I want to pay. Yeah, you know, I, I want to remember that I'm in Disney. But yeah, there's listen, there's some people that don't even like Disney. that go to the Disney for their families. And I'm sure, you know, if, if they're the ones that are paying the bills, hey, I want to stay at the nicest place that has the best pools and stuff like that. Um, not knocking any of these resorts at all. The theming on these things are amazing. And that's the the the, the magic of D- uh, Disney Imagineering. But um, but yeah, I just for me, I liked even if it's um, somewhat subtle, I just want to be reminded reminded that I'm in in Disney. Um, I love, I, I love, you know, getting out of bed at the poly, turn on the lamp and seeing the Maui tattooed lamp or something like that. Uh, seeing Maui's hook maybe on the, on a rug or something. I just think that's cool. There's little, just a little taste of just a little, just little kiss of Disney. just a little kiss of Disney. Um, <laughs> in a really nice hotel, but, uh, yeah, yeah we're on the same page. P- pump, I pump IP in there, do it in a tasteful way. Like they've been doing, um, besides genie plus Disney's not made a lot of bad decisions uh, recently, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Not only does the Polynesian Resort have a great atmosphere and activities, but they also have great restaurants for their guests to enjoy. Ohana is one of the most popular restaurants in the Polynesian and even Disney World. It is an all-you-care-to-eat buffet style restaurant that serves everything from soups, fresh cut meat, to mini cakes and pudding. Everything at Ohana is a tropical island inspired and is known for amazing dishes like the Ohana noodles, bread pudding, and pork dumplings. Ohana doesn't only offer this amazing dinner, but also a character breakfast. This character breakfast also offers a Hawaiian-inspired all-you-care-to-eat meal with some delicious options. Throughout the dining experience, characters like Mickey and Pluto will be moving around and interacting with tables. What makes this character breakfast different than the others at Disney World is Lilo and Stitch will be there too. Near Ohana, which is located on the second floor of the Great Ceremonial House, is Kona Cafe, which is a more traditional sit-down restaurant. Kona Cafe offers Asian-American-style dishes and is best known for its breakfast item, Tonga Toast. For a quick service option, there is Pineapple Lanai, which also offers frozen treats like the Pineapple Dole Whip. Also inside the Great Ceremonial House is Sam's Grog Grotto, an interactive tiki bar and its outside counterpart, Tiki Terrace. Sam's Grog Grotto is one of the best themed areas in all of Disney and has a multitude of Adventureland attraction easter eggs. It also has a bunch of special effects throughout the location that is triggered when you order a certain item off the menu. Throughout the rest of the resort, there are other locations to enjoy food or drinks like Kona Island which specializes in sandwiches, pastries, and coffee. Tambu Lounge with Hawaiian-inspired drinks and appetizers. The, o- the Oasis Pool Bar and Grill is located by the very relaxing Oasis Pool. The Oasis Pool does not have any poolside activities, allowing adults to experience a quiet, cool location. If you want a place for the family, you can go to the Lava Pool. At the Lava Pool, you can find a multitude of stuff, like an offset splash area named Tiki's, a waterfall flowing down into the pool, a 142-foot-long slide, a hot tub and an infinity-edge pool, it looks out to the Seven Seas Lagoon with plenty of seating nearby and two quick services, Barefoot Pool Bar and Captain Cook's. If you want to dip your toes in the sand, there is a beach area by Seven Seas Lagoon that offers great seats,
2: cornhole, a volleyball court, and much more, but no access to the water. So I was born in 1995, so I guess by default that would have to be my favorite year. But if I had a second favorite year, Alex, it would be 1998. Oh yeah? is that? That's the year... Kona Cafe open and introduced the world to Tonga Toast.
1: I have not had this Tonga Toast, but I've heard of this Tonga Toast and it looks amazing.
2: OK, so I have never had the Tonga Toast, but I have had Tonga Toast and I'll explain. During the shutdown, Disney released a lot of their recipes so that people could kind of just experience the magic at home. So um, they released the recipe for Tonga Toast and I think it was for my birthday, actually. Emily made Tonga Toast, homemade Tonga Toast. Wow. And it's really easy to make if you don't know what Tonga toast is it's two really thick slices of french toast essentially with uh bananas in the middle and of course there's cinnamon and this and that um it's deep fried now if you guys do want to try to make this we're going to put the link to disney park's video in the description of this episode so if you do happen to make Tonga toast um Please tag us in the picture of it. please email us a picture of it. Let us know how you liked it yeah um, let us know if you deep fried it or fried it in a pan because there's a couple different methods on on how to make it if you don't have a deep fryer also did you try to air fry it uh, that's something maybe I would try air frying tonga toast
1: yeah if you if you do this please uh, reach out to us via any social media you can tweet us instagram YouTube whatever comment anywhere and let us know you did this and Send us, you know, send us an email or somehow tag us in a picture. I would love to see.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely recommend trying it out. Again, that link is in the description of this episode. Um, now going over from Kona Cafe, let's take a trip over to Sam's Grog Grotto. Sam's, gro- Sam's Grog Sam's Grotto looks amazing. Like I want to go there so bad.
1: Yeah, it looks really cool.
2: You were saying about all the Easter eggs, so I kind of looked up some of the Easter eggs, and the li- the um, excuse me, the list is way too long to name everything. But among the few, you can find Easter eggs from Indiana Jones, 20,000 leagues under the sea, Mr. Toad and even Harambe market, which is cool because now they're not only, um, expanding on the lore of Sam, but they are expanding on the lore of, of Harambe's market too. Cause of the picture of him in front of Harambe's market, which of course is now located at animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just love to go in there. I bet you could spend just hours just like, with you know, looking over every single detail there and just kind of figuring out, okay, this could be from that. That's from there. Um, super cool.
1: Yeah. I think it'd be fun to interact with this stuff there. And um, I, I would love to go there to get some food or a drink. I think it would be definitely worth a stop. Uh, You know, you know, go to, go to Paul, the poly walk around, enjoy the amenities. And then for lunch or for a brunch, stop at garage grotto and enjoy some of that stuff. And, you know, watch, look at the Easter eggs and, interact with the the restaurant or the bar what is it it's not a restaurant is it it's like a bar
2: it's a you can eat it's an eat-in place but okay. yeah it's a i mean it's it's a it's a bar but i mean they sell food
1: they have tables yeah as well so yeah
2: um this the polynesian is definitely a resort that you could just spend all day at uh breakfast you go to the uh kona cafe lunch you could go to sam you know the gra grotto and then dinner you go to uh, ohana it's yeah. it's just a place you can stay at all day. So uh, the Gras Grata does not open until 3 p.m. So it's gonna be a late lunch. <laughs> oh definitely gonna be a late lunch. <laughs> oh my bad. It'll be it'll Do a be late a, breakfast.
1: And after lunch before dinner.
2: Yeah. A little dinner, Little linner action.
1: Yeah, a little interaction.
2: action. You know, yeah. you know, I know they
1: so you said Polly is like a place you can stay at all day and it has all these themes and stuff. When are they gonna start doing um, cruises designed after resorts? Explain. So the whole cruise is, is the whole entire like usually they have a theme, right? They have yeah. a, th- a theme, but it, it it's still a it's still a Disney cruise. So right. a Disney cruise has similar things throughout the whole entire cruise ship. Sure. But like the dining area, the lobby, the show is based off of one theme. Mm-hmm. Well, why not have the entire thing look completely different and make it look like it's a Polynesian boat?
2: A Polynesian boat or Polynesian sections? Polynesian
1: boat. Like don't it's know if that a cruise yeah. ship,
2: but everything has a Polynesian feel to it. It just like that's the you know, because of my opinion, that's the reason why I don't own a theme park. This is probably why you don't own a cruise ship. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how well that would work. I mean, we had a sixty-five foot Polynesian boat that failed <laughs> around the lagoon. So I don't know if, uh, no, if, you uh, just
1: make it themed <laughs> Polynesian. Everything would be Polynesian. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have the white walls. Like all, all the Disney cruise ships has, it would just be Polynesian.
2: No, it, that would be super cool. I do think, while I don't necessarily agree that we need a whole cruise ship modeled after Polynesian. You I just think said like, you could
1: spend days at those resort.
2: You can spend days th- on a cruise ship. I think a grog's grotto on a cruise ship would be awesome. And maybe like a pool area. Have like that, that feel boat. have that feel. <laughs> got to be part of it uh you know what if you're interested in a polynesian boat like alex join our patreon we'll make it happen um we're gonna start crowdfunding <laughs> for the Dizhis his polynesian cruise we'll set sail on a 2042 i think that's a that's a good time so we can build this thing and you know raise money for it um yeah yeah for sure what the heck why not
1: live podcast episodes every night every night no- twice a night
2: twice tw- <laughs> <laughs> as long as you if as long as you write the history i'm in
1: we'll have to redo some history sometimes <laughs> <laughs> no i think it would be fun to have a fully i mean i haven't been in a resort but i know when i've seen photos you can tell it's a disney cruise right they all have the similarities it'd be fun yeah, to go to an all-themed cruise ship i know they have them out yeah. there just i'm saying disney could do it
2: yeah, no, I mean, I wish they did show like, so with the new cruise ship, I think there's going to be like a haunted mansion type theme thing on one of the, you know, part of the boat. They have real ghosts uh, I wish, like uh, Scooby-Doo? Yeah, they just, they just bought a really old ship. That's exactly, it's it's, it's not themed, it's actually haunted. And um, and last night,
1: every cruise, you find out who the ghost is.
2: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> think the ghost goes home with one person. Um. So I do wish that they did incorporate more of like the park, um. The park IP into the cruise ships. That would be cool. Um, wish I even got to experience a Disney cruise ship. So maybe one day I can experience it so then I can complain from a uh, you know, and it actually matter
1: Yeah. I actually I can't wait to go eat on HANA one time. I've been to Boma twice, so definitely next time if someone goes like, You want to go to Boma? I'm like, no, I'm going to Ohana this time. I want to go to Ohana because I love all you care to eat, man. I love all you care to eat because I care to eat I, a lot. I, uh, <laughs>
2: Now, before we move on to the end of this uh end of this history, Alex. Um do you hear that? Hidden Mickeys. Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) They're back from the dead. Hidden Mickeys? Oh my god. I actually found some cool hidden Mickeys on here. Okay. And I only have a few because there's a billion. And there's a billion that haven't been found yet, probably. So if I miss any of these hidden Mickeys, which I did, please send us your hidden Mickeys. Uh, send us pictures that you took, send us pictures you found on the internet, send us descriptions of where you found them. I'm interested to know, and I'm sure other people are too. Hidden Mickeys are always fun to, to kind of sniff out. So the ones that I found are in the lobby. So right when you walk into the lobby into the, uh, grand ceremonial house, what is it? The, uh,
1: the grand ceremonial house, I think. It
2: is. Yes. Okay. Um, in the lobby on the tiles in front of the waterfall, you'll find a hidden Mickey in the tiles there. My, I'll, I'll say my favorite one for last. You can look throughout carpet, great ceremonial house. Great. Okay. Great ceremonial house. Yes. So keep an eye out on carpets because all throughout the resort, you'll find little hidden Mickey's in carpets in and outside of the rooms. So, you know, maybe in the hallways in the lobby, check that look carefully on furniture in your rooms too. A lot of furniture and curtains in the poly have little hidden Mickey's. Mm -hmm. So there's all the ones that were kind of produced that way. Now here's one of my favorites outside of a window outside of the Kona cafe, there are three nails that are in the, that are sticking out a little bit in the shape of a Mickey. Really? And I'll find that, yeah, I'll find that picture and I'll post it in discord. It was just, it was a fun, it was a fun little thing because it's like, you're looking at it, it's like, Hmm, was that a mistake or was that, is that a hidden Mickey? And those are kind of my favorite ones because you know that someone did that on purpose to form the shape of a Mickey. It's not hard. So but yeah, three nails. It's just so, so simple, but it's like, I know whoever found that it like made their day to, to find the three nails that were next to each other. That um, that were in the shape of a hidden Mickey. So, again, if you if there's any that I missed, please send it in.
1: And if you're uh, in the discord, you'd see that Chris did share a picture of the hidden Mickey. And that is for sure a hidden Mickey. I would say no doubt because um, a resort wouldn't leave nails that far out because someone could definitely snag on it, get snagged on it and cut themselves open. So that has yeah, to that- be a hidden Mickey and it has to be. Taken yeah, of to be not sharp.
2: And it's also not functional whatsoever. Like those nails aren't holding anything. Maybe they, were, maybe they were holding up a
1: painting two inches away from the wall for some reason. I don't know. Uh,
2: probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thanks for the Hidden Mickeys. I appreciate it. We'll have to have some more Hidden Mickeys in the future. I know we haven't had that same in a long time. Um, but you know what I do have is a tip from a cheapskate because oh. I am a cheapskate. And you can use your cast member discount, annual pass discount, or any other Disney discount to get a percentage of merchandise at the Poly. They have name brand designers such as Ray-Ban, Tommy Bahama, and Lily Pulitzer. So that's, that's a little good tip to know. There. Save some money
2: wherever you can. Yeah, that's super good to know because if you say you, uh, you forget your sunglasses at home and you need your, you need your Ray-Bans, <laughs> uh, get a percentage off. Use your, use your discount. They sell them there at the Poly. I like that.
1: you need your Ray-Bans I'm I'm more of a a bay rants kind of guy
2: before we end the history I do want to give a quick fun fact because we don't have quick fire quick facts we're just gonna have a Chris fun fact not really my fun fact it's a really sad fact actually yeah it kind of makes me resent the Polynesian, <laughs> but in, it, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you already know this because we are all Disney history nuts, but John Lennon signed the paperwork that officially broke up the Beatles at the Polynesian resort in December of 1974. So that was where the Beatles went to die. Um, so they have a very good, um, they, they, they do not have any um, insect infestations over there, Alex. Yeah. Sounds, like, uh, sounds, <laughs> sounds like they're pretty good on their insects. Yeah, so... Sucks, but uh, that's history. That actually is kind of cool. I mean, it's a sad part of history what had it happened. It's not like there was a you know a death there or something. Just the death of an amazing group, which is you know, man, talk about like a vacation ruin,er huh?
1: Yeah, really, but I can't. But um, I think it was '74. I didn't think it was that. It, I didn't think it was in the '70s, mid '70s. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they only were big in the United States for like a small amount of time. It was weird. They had like a very explosive big uh, you know. Coming over, they had a lot of music before they came to America. But yeah, America kills bands, I guess. We
1: hear the Disney's think the Polynesian Resort is an amazing resort, in between its theming, location, dining, and overall aesthetics, it's no wonder it's always highly listed on any resort rankings. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some Three Cheeky Chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories. So these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to magicallyscented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, mandarin blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DIZHIS20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by 3 Cheeky Chicks. That's 3 Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com, promo code DIZHIS20. That's 3 Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey guys, wanna hear something cool? Do you wanna be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month. And join the goof troop. Just go to DizHiz.com, and on top, there's a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app.
0: Hey, I'm Joe from the His.
1: And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations.
0: We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the diz His to become travel agents and with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you.
2: Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all
1: of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress and sometimes some money. Using our services cost you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you and we are happy
0: to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. DizHiz, DizHiz Review. Review.
1: All right, this week we're going to do D+. And D+, this week, is the live-action 2023 movie, Pinocchio. Chris, did you see this movie? Unfortunately, I did Alex. Unfortunately, I liked it. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, you explain why you liked it? I thought, well, first off, I'm not a fan of the original Pinocchio. I do not. Oh, I've, really? I've seen it a handful of times. And if I can, I'll never see it ever again. And now that this live action version came out, I can be like, hey, you want to watch Pinocchio? And my kids would be like, yeah. And you know what I'll put on? The live action Pinocchio. I will not put that mm. cartoon on. This live action one was much, much better. Now I will say that we watched it once, and then when I went to go watch it again, my daughter got scared of when th- he turned into the mule, and they yes. had the uh, they had like the the shadow people or whatever they were mm-hmm. taking the donkeys away. Um, but overall, I think this is a great movie, and of course,
2: America's dad did great in it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree on that last statement completely. <laughs> um, I I am a huge Tom uh, Tom Cruise. Oh my gosh! I'm a two. I am a, too, I'm a huge Tom Cruise guy. Maybe if Tom Cruise played him, he'd be better. But uh, big Tom Hanks guy didn't love his role as Geppetto. What?
1: I think he did um, great.
2: He really he was, you really sold that he was Italian. No, I was actually kind of wondering if he was German or Italian or I I, I didn't know what accent he was going for. It just kind of was like just weird the whole time. Um, Pinocchio was really creepy. What? He was really creepy. Um, when he was running through the town, skipping through the town, funniest part of the movie.
1: I the movie. I thought the movie
2: was really good. Yeah, no, I did not like it. The mule part didn't just scare your daughter. It scared me so bad. That was not something that should have even, that should have been, like, listen, they take a lot out of live action movies. They took Be Prepared out of the live action Lion King, right? Huge, huge, you know, best part of the movie. Um, they should have taken the mule part out. I know, listen, I know it's a, I know it's a really pivotal part of the movie, but it was terrifying. It was. I was afraid to drink, um, what was they drinking, root beer? <laughs> they were drinking like um, yes, sarsaparilla yeah, or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I will never drink sarsaparilla again. Alex. I love sarsaparilla. It's, it's easy for me because I've never had it.
1: Oh, it's so good. Also, I'm sorry, I said 2023, this is 2022. If you Google 2023 Pinocchio, it's... um. Del Toro's Pinocchio, which oh, that's was, right. was actually not too bad. But we're talking yeah, about the I, Disney
2: one. I think it was the end of 22. That's probably why I felt it was. Yes, 25. I think it was like the December 22. Yes. Yeah, it ruined my Christmas. Um, it, it was just it was just I don't know these live. I'm getting really tired of these live action remakes. I always get so excited for them when I hear about them. Like when I hear, oh, Disney is now making a live action Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. Oh, man, I cannot wait for this. And then I see it. And then I see visuals of it. And I'm like, man, this just should have stayed a cartoon. This is terrifying.
1: No, nah, it's good. I love Justin Corder, love it in it. Uh Kiki Michael Key. I mean, it had a great cast. I think it was I think it's a good movie. I think it's a I think it's a, a better version of the original. I know that's a thing a lot of people are gonna hate to hear. A lot of people are gonna think, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Who knows? You can email me and let me know. But I do think uh it would I think it's a good um not retake because it's almost exactly like the cartoon. Yeah, uh, but I think it's a, a fresh look, and
2: they did all the they did all the characters correct. They made them all look correct, which I liked, which was terrifying. That's was that? I think that's why I hated it so much because how accurate everything was. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was just creepy to me. Um, the uh, Jiminy Cricket loved Joseph Gordon Levitt as Jiminy Cricket. He did a good job. I liked I liked him. Who um, was? Uh, yeah, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah he, he was the, was, yeah he was the he was the fox he right was fox
1: honest john yeah the
2: fox or wolf uh he I was a okay uh that was fun yeah that was fun S- scary but fun the mule part again the mule part just i can't get now i'm gonna knock me to sleep tonight because he just reminded me of it um just uh, overall overall i was just disappointed ever I, and i think it's just because like I, I i love the original pinocchio and when i hear they're doing a remake what 70 years later 80 years what that no, was 1940 The so 60 70, 80 years later i'm thinking About man time. with all the technology um this is gonna be amazing
1: and it was and there
2: was a little too ambitious a <laughs> little, little too ambitious um yeah i don't know not a huge fan of it i did like the blue fairy yes but the blue fairy was fun um everything else was terrifying <laughs> including tom Hanks' tom hanks accent
1: wow i thought it was great i love when he's walking through the village yelling for pinocchio holding the fish's uh, fish's bowl (laughs) while it's raining like why are you bringing the fish with you to look out look for pinocchio through the town like what is that fish going to do for
2: you yeah yeah um not very realistic if you're going to make the real if you're going to make the movie realistic make it 100 realistic right a movie about a wooden Boy,
1: becoming real is not realistic. Yes, I agree with you there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You lost me at taking the fish out to find him. That's where they lost me. But hey, our first D-plus with just the two of us,
1: and we are not seeing eye to eye. So break the tie by sending us your information or your idea on the movie via, you know, all social media platforms.
2: So this is the last episode we are recording before my birthday which is on tuesday so on may 30th listen if if you feel inclined to wish me happy birthday you won't be able to because this is airing after my birthday so but maybe next year so uh because of my birthday i wanted to give a gift to our patreon members so we're doing a duck race so we're doing a duck race for a little lego set that i bought at target the other day it's a mandalorian and grogu uh little brickhead they're called brickhead set uh cute little set should be a fun little build. Nice little, um I keep saying the word little, because it's little. Uh, be a nice ornament for a desk, or um or we'll just throw at someone you don't like. I don't know. Be what, Do whatever you want with it, but it's going to be one of yours in 30 seconds from now. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen, and we will commence the duck race. Oh, the duck
1: race. Everyone's favorite event, the duck That's race. The duck favorite. race should really become an Olympic res- event, I think so.
2: It should. All right. Uh, give me a number one through two, Alex. One through two? Yep. Two. All right. One shuffle, two shuffles. Boom. Every time I say like one through 10, everyone always says like 12. All right. So. It's off already. You never want to be in first place early, Samantha. No, I'm Samantha sorry, Samantha's place, unfortunately, off.
1: Unfortunately, she's going
2: to fall behind. Samantha the B. Dane the T-Rex. Is that a T-Rex? I, 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 yeah, uh, I guess ooh, I don't is. know, actually. And then you got down That's there, actually
1: Vampire <laughs> Scott Duck. And Dane was, P- that was
2: somebody who was surfing in the uh lagoon.
1: Oh, and an alligator ate them, I see. And then yes. you have uh a duck with a snow Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. He's leading the lead right there. And bam, <gasps>
2: Ryan! Ryan has won. He did it. He the snow cap it. duck. It's, it's you, Ryan, classic Ryan, because the other Ryans said his new Ryan.
1: <laughs> okay, classic
2: Ryan. Wow. OG Ryan. Wow, look at that. Uh, and- that's pretty depressing, actually, because we have a couple Ryans in here. Nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was not curious, And I'm looking at this, and this is a pretty cool uh, little set to put together. Yeah, it's cool. It's got Grogu, it's got his little pod, it's got the Mandalorian. Um, Ryan is requesting to. Yes, New Ryan is on here as New Ryan. So, whew, okay, good. Thank goodness I didn't botch that.
0: Um, it was <laughs> the list that Joe
2: sent me, so you could have just pinned it on Joe when he gets back. Um, uh, Ryan's now requesting to throw it at me, so maybe I'll just give it to New Ryan now instead. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, congratulations, Ryan. Please let me know. Uh, send us all pictures when you build that. I'll have that shipped out to you in the next six months. Um, that that'll be a fun one to build, though. It's it's cool. I know you like the Mandalorian. All right. So, and if you if you guys want to listen, I I like to. I've been known to randomly give away random. Uh, random disney stuff that i find or have laying around the house so if you want in for just two dollars a month you have a spot in the duck race we're going to do at least monthly giveaways but knowing me it's going to be more than monthly so you know for just two dollars a month among everything else being a part of the show and i really emphasize being part of the show because i love to take all your input during these live shows when you guys uh write in and and kind of talk about that because you guys have great ideas and stuff so for two hours a month you can be the duck race maybe you win a lego set so yeah. and you know what I anyway wanna,
1: i want to big on uh you have ideas so we said we're going to do some different things different we're going to change it up a little bit make some add some new uh you know segments to the show take some segments out do things a little differently if you had some ideas for the podcast please send us an email dishispod at dishispod odd gmail.com Dishispod at gmail.com let us know of anything you think of that might fit our podcast might fit uh you know chris and i style of doing things or things that we've done in the past we haven't done in a while because I have looked at old episodes and I'm like, wow, we haven't done that game in a while. And sometimes we just forget, you know, yeah. games we haven't done in a long time that people might be wanting to see again. And I think we should do some non duck race prize as well, just for the uh, the non uh, the non video people, you know, all of our audio people out there. The duck race not be, might be as fun for them. So we may yep. want to do something a little different for some giveaways in the future. But yeah, give us suggestions.
2: We're open to everything.
1: Oh yeah, we're definitely open for suggestions.
2: Now, as far as adding things to the show, we're trying to make this show dizzier and hizzier. Ooh, can so, we get dizzier and hizzier? Oh, dizzier and hizzier. So we're adding some, uh we're adding some more his in here. So we're gonna go back um during the week of release day. I'm gonna go back in time and. Talk about maybe an important thing that happened. Uh, don't know what we're gonna name this yet, but a- after we find a name, Alex will have a little jingle for it. So, you have any suggestions for the name? Please yes.
1: make sure it rhymes know. so it's easy. Yeah, I was
2: thinking like "facts from the past," but I don't love that. So please, <laughs> uh, if you have suggestions, <laughs> let us either. know. So, like I said, my birthday is on Tuesday, which is May thirtieth, right? So I, I obviously I was like, okay, and that's the day that the that the um that the Podcast comes out. So I looked what happened on May 30th. Well, someone was born on May 30th. Not me. Someone I share a birthday with. And once I found I shared a birthday with this person, I was like, okay, I gotta do a little bit of a history on how she became associated with Disney. On May 30th, you know, I forgot to write down the year, actually. No idea what year, but it was definitely on May 30th. Uh, Adina Menzel was born. You know who that is, Alex? For the name, no, but you show me a photo, I'll probably figure it out oh my gosh <laughs> she's elsa oh okay she's elsa. so we all know her as the voice of elsa but obviously like well, who was she before before elsa you didn't even know who she was before five minutes ago well, so I know
1: if you like again if if i saw her i would know who she is
2: so Adina menzel's first big break was in 1996 when she had a like huge role on the broadway show rent which is an awesome musical um, she did some spinoff Broadway shows or some off-Broadway shows until uh, her return to Broadway in 2003, where she starred as Elo Haba, which is the main protagonist in the show Wicked. And that's really where she gained her, you know, her recognition. She ended up winning a Tony Award for Best Actress in that one. So yeah,
1: I knew that part. I knew she was in Wicked
2: yes so after that she started get you know venturing into the film and tv industry and she was actually cast as nancy tremaine in 2007 for disney's enchanted did you know that she was ench- enchanted
1: yeah i knew i knew she was enchanted yes yeah Is she's fun- not
2: a main character she's not the main character yes,
1: i knew she was enchanted it was actually Amy funny Adams. because when i saw enchanted i saw enchanted and then i saw frozen and i heard her voice but didn't know it was her and then when i found out who she was then i watched enchanted again and was like hey that's a girl who, who plays Elsa.
2: My, my wife's like, yeah, you didn't know that? I was like, no, I didn't know that. Okay, Ryan's in chat saying she didn't have a song in Enchanted. I'm saying she was in Enchanted. Okay? She, she got a movie. She, she was sang in, in Enchanted, Enchanted,
1: didn't she? Yeah, uh-huh. She sang in Enchanted. She, she sang with the guy because they both sang together because he, he sang everything
2: no no she was not the main character i know she was not
1: the main character but i'm oh. saying she did sing
2: well listen i didn't do a deep dive into enchanted i did a deep dive into a shallow dive into adina menzel oh, so you shouldn't she dive played in shallow water chris she played nancy no tremaine in 2007. okay all right she went on to a have a returning role in glee from 2010 to 2013 disney owned property uh then in 2013 she finally got the role of elsa And her song, Let It Go, reached number five on the Billboard Hot Top 100, which made her the first Tony Award winning actress to earn a top 10 song on the chart, which is pretty remarkable. So this day in history, Adina Menzel was born. Cool.
1: Hey, If you are a part of our Discord, which, you know, our Discord is watching live and listening as well. If you're not, you can join. But we did have something fun come through the Discord that I decided to share with everybody else. Because what I did not know when I learned this week in Disney was there are high requirements to play characters at the parks. So there are high requirements for people to be Captain Hook. To be Captain Hook at the park, you have to be between 6 foot and 6 foot 2. To be Green Army wow. Man, you have to be between 5'11 and 6 foot. Did not know this. Did not know there was requirements, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Chris, you could play.
2: Uh, how tall are you? five five well, five six on a good day so let's just let's say, let's say five six so you could be buzz Lightyear. oh cool yeah not very not that's kind of um not very lifelike but i'll take it um ryan yeah ryan submitted these uh, like a long list of all these height requirements now before we stop talking about this give us the shortest one and give us the tallest one real curious so the tallest
1: one is goofy as everyone Probably figure out he is between six foot and six foot three. So I could play a short Goofy, because I'm ah. six foot. And then the shortest is are the shortest are Huey, Dewey, and
2: Louie at four foot or two four foot six. I always figured Goofy were two um, children uh, stacked on top of each other, like in the right. Little Rascals.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. I think he is sometimes uh, for sure the way he he flails around. Yeah, but yeah. those are the uh, those are high requirements for characters, something I never knew. But it makes sense. Everyone has to be, you know, similar in style and stuff. So, um, you know, when, when you go see Mickey, Mickey's pretty short. And I always figured it was just a I don't know. I just figured they found a short person, didn't know they required a height.
2: Yeah. And it is kind of funny um, that like you're doing a resume and you have to put how tall you are like on your <laughs> resume. That yeah. will qualify you for a certain role. That's pretty funny.
1: And then you come in they have to measure. You just
2: to double check. um speaking of ryan ryan gave us some suggestions like we asked a couple minutes ago you have any suggestions for the podcast something to add something to do history to do please reach out to us we are very open to all your suggestions ryan gave us a really cool idea and we're going to run with it so next week on Diz his we are doing we are starting our first in a three-month series and not all month long. Every uh, once a month, we're going to do a, um, a history on a Disney villain for the next three months. And then after that, maybe we'll do a series on heroes. Or um, and, and, you know, if, if you have a better suggestion, let us know. But so starting um, next week, we will be doing our villains series. And who are we starting off with, Alex?
1: So next week, we're starting with the villain of villains. We're going to start with Maleficent next week maleficent
2: nice yes
1: so yeah we're gonna do maleficent and then i think to pair the other two is gonna be ursula and the evil queen will be our three villains
2: yeah and if you have an idea for a series for us to do which is something we want to keep doing i think it'd be kind of fun um reach out to us at dizhispod at gmail.com and you can send us all your suggestions listen we um we could use all the help we can get with suggestions for history. So the more, the better. And if we don't get to your idea right away, I can assure you that we will get to it someday because the show's not slowing down. We're uh, we're gonna get to everything eventually. Yeah, we're so.
1: we're coming up to four years here, right? Yeah. Yeah, you are. I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the his on
1: the Polynesian Resort. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. And have a magical week.